You're listening to It Came From Gen X. Well, it's that time again. It is time for It Came From Gen X. The show based on three morons from Kenmore, <laughs> Ohio. Good old Kenmore High School. And we are here to talk about life through the eyes of Gen Xer. Gen Xers. Blah. Yeah. Talk much. Line. Keith Porter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Line. Yeah, line. Hello. Oh, yes. Talk about life through the eyes of Gen Xers. I am Keith Porter along with Brian Fisher and Mike Skinner, a.k.a. Porterhouse Skinbone and the Fishbone or just fish, whatever you like. So welcome to our show. We are glad to have you. We are cranking them up there. What is it, 69, 70? Uh, I get a like pop that. quiz on here. Getting close. This is episode 69. 69. Wow. Okay. Insert joke here. I don't here. know what I'll do if we get 100, guys. If we last that long, I'll, I'll just, I don't know, man. We're going to have a heck of a party, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, when's, when's, the last time, when's the last time 69 was by your name anywhere for any reason? Anyway, thank you for joining us, everybody. <laughs> um, I so quit right now. I so quit. I like to apologize to everybody listening to the show in Germany, in Ireland, in America, uh-huh. at the uh, at, uh, SUMA. And in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, a.k.a. the motherland. Mm-hmm. And I have a quick message uh, for a very special fan. Um, <clears throat> Kayla Ramey, I want you to know your mother knows me. I know your mother. And I appreciate you thinking I'm a celebrity, but the truth is <laughs> I am. But that's mm-hmm. not what's important. But I do know your mom, so thank you. All right, what's going on, fella? Skinner, how was your weekend, man? Well, first of all, the only celebrity around here is you, and that's because of that damn bumblebee outfit you wear at football <laughs> games. But besides I'm very that, famous in your house for that. <laughs> other than that, um, all very well. Um, like I was telling you guys in pre-show, it's a freaking zoo here at the Skinner household, but wouldn't know how to be any other way. Right. Uh, we had a death in the family, and one of the kids with uh, four grandkids had to move. They've moved in permanently here for a little while to try to get back on her feet and all that. But uh, And they will. <clears throat> bittersweet, real quick, I want to kind of go down. Um, yesterday, June 12th, was one year anniversary of my accident. And um, I went through the day yesterday, didn't realize what day it was. You know, I had nothing going on business-wise with work or with the show. I got up this morning, and I looked at the date, and I went, oh, wow. And I kind of got the eerie feeling going up and down. Okay. Um, yeah, right. Fish are doing the, <laughs> doing the uh, hands. Uh, for those that don't know, I had an accident with a table saw while re, uh, <laughs> re- building a, a room down in my basement and uh, had emergency surgery that day and then reconstructive surgery five days later. But uh, all is well. You look at the hand now, it doesn't look any different until you get up close, of course. But um, no, I, I just want to reflect that it's good to be alive. I'm glad to be here. Mm-hmm. I had a full round digits. of golf this past weekend. I was able to swing a club for 18 holes. And things aren't any be- can't be any better right now, truthfully. Well, speaking of golf, we'll all be on the same golf course six. I heard rumor yeah. of that, and yeah. now, I have a message from I have a message from Coach Coop. 
Oh, boy. Your ass better be there on Saturday is the <laughs> message that I have for I'm, you. I'm going to be there. <laughs> I, You and I on a boat, we know what that's like. Right. I don't know about us on the golf course together. That's not going to be good. Well, we got Papa Skinner is going to be there, too. So uh, oh, okay. nice. we're going to have to be on our best behavior. Oh, okay, behavior. great. All right, Fish, my man, how was your weekend, brother? <laughs> Very nice, thank you. Allie and I went to Lock 3, downtown Akron, saw a nice Fleetwood Mac tribute band, a lot of fun, beautiful evening. Oh, that would have been great. Yeah, they were, they're good. They play there every year, Fleetwood mac so I'll give them a shout-out, so they do the circuit. And uh, Saturday, buddy uh, Dean, I do uh, Convincing Idiots with, hosted uh, him and his lovely mm-hmm. girlfriend, Megan, hosted a annual craft beer tasting event at their place in Barberton. Beautiful, beautiful day. Great day to be outside, enjoying the weather and friends. Yeah, it was and beautiful. Nick was there too, and just just a great time. And his family, just like you guys, is just such nice people and a very welcoming. Just a good group of people to be around. So a great time. And then Sunday was kind of relaxing and chilling out and stuff like that. So just just nice, nice fulfilling weekend. Yeah, that's great. I I, I had one as well. Probably fullest weekend I've had in a long time. It was great. Um, went down to Canton Friday and, uh, sat out by the fire all night long. And that was great. And, uh, Saturday, you know, uh, next week, Steele will be in California visiting his sister, my son, Steele. So, uh, him and his girlfriend, Amber took me out for father's day. It was just a beautiful afternoon. We set out, uh, on the patio at the, uh, is it the burnt, burnt wood Burnt tavern? tavern. Burnt yep, wood yep. tavern. Yep. Yeah. Oh man. Excellent food. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a, had a, got a great gift. It was a great afternoon. I came home, rest for a minute, and then I went and finally saw Doctor Strange too. Oh man, uh, with an old with an old friend out at uh, that Tinseltown. Um, so that was great. Uh, Sunday had a great day at church. Then went to rehearsal, played drums, and so it was just a full weekend. So good. it was really good. Good. All right. So let's get these things cooking. Fish, tell them where they can find the show. All right. You might be listening to us on WMVU.org, Global Internet Radio, Mondays from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern. Just pull up their site, play live listen, and you can hear us right there, along with their other fine content, other great uh, shows and music and all that for free. Listen to us whenever you feel like it, on demand. We can be found on many major podcast platforms. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Verbal, Overcast, all that good stuff. Just pull up your platform of choice. Give us a subscribe for free. As we publish new episodes, they'll pop in your podcast feed for you. Listen to us whenever you want to, free of charge. Links to all our social media, our YouTube channel, it came from Gen X, Facebook page, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, all that fun stuff. Two main places, our Linktree account. Just pull up Linktree, it came from Gen X. And simply a page with links to our social media and where you can listen to the show. Simple. And our website. If you go to one place, go to our website. It came from genx.wordpress.com. All show information is there. Also links to where you can listen to us. Links to current episodes. Links to videos. Promos. Bios. And if you choose a sponsor of the show, you can find our Patreon link through our website as well. Or just pull it up Patreon slash it came from genx.com. If you wish to get Keith like a shirt to wear underneath a vest or something like that, you're you're welcome to do that and give us a donation there if you want to. Or colonic, colonic sure. free. Absolutely. So if you don't have to, but if you do, we appreciate it. Main thing you do though is tell a friend, like, share, subscribe, uh, follow, rate, review, all that good stuff. It helps others find the show. 
and helped us grow a little bit. So we appreciate your support out there. And we, we saw a new country, the Netherlands, picked up a uh, – somebody listened wow. to us in – so if you're listening to us in the Netherlands uh, – Welcome. Yeah, welcome, and hope you uh, stick around. So uh, anybody listening, we appreciate it. And uh, thank you. You know what? I want to give a shout-out here as well. We had a, we had a another fine podcast, Gen X Talk. They're a lot of fun, and they uh, yeah they started following us on Twitter recently, commenting on a couple of things here. So that's another great uh, show to check out if you like Gen that X is Talk. Awesome, and I can't a lot of fun. wait to check them out and then get to know them. So looking forward to it. Absolutely. So, thanks, Chris. Yep, absolutely. Thanks yeah. for your support out there. We appreciate it. All right. So uh, Fish mentioned that you could uh, pull us up on demand. Uh, what he meant is some people have demanded that we stop doing this show. That's true. But we're going we're gonna to keep on doing it anyway. All right. Pay us to stop. Road news. Pay us to stop. <laughs> Take it away, Skinner. <laughs> All right. So let's go back to uh, 1984. You, we're out with our buddies in the streets doing what we do best playing you know whatever it is you leave in the morning if you don't come back for lunch you don't eat you come don't come back for dinner you don't eat you ask better be in by the time the street lights come on right does that sound familiar oh yeah very familiar that's how i was you know raised from very young fast forward to 2022 Let's go out in a car with a bunch of teenage boys from uh, upper side of uh, um, of Akron. Let's go to downtown Akron and let's go play a prank on three gentlemen playing basketball in the middle of downtown Akron. Guess what happens? They didn't perceive that prank very well with with this. Uh, first of all, I'm not going to make any joke about this story because it really pisses me off, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, our prayers and our thoughts go out to the Ethan, I think it's Liming or Liming family, L-I-M-I-N-G. This 17-year-old young man lost his life on June 2nd due to a prank over a water gun. There were four guys in his car, uh, one of them being Ethan, Run around town with these pellet, uh, these water gel pellet guns. They're called, mm-hmm. um, I forget what they're called. They're orange, but they shoot little white gel water pellets. Right. They decided to go up on this basketball court in front of the I Promise School in downtown Akron. Uh, three gentlemen were playing basketball. Now, this was at 1045 at night. So they shot these kids with these guns and a uh, fight ensued after the kids or the guys the gentlemen they're of age they're 20 20 20 19 mm-hmm. and 21 years old they once they realized that it wasn't a real gun going off in their direction they decided that they were going to take matters in their own hands a fight ensued and a 17 year old man lost his life i should say 17 wow. year old kid he's not a man yet till he's legally 18 years old um my understanding is that he had blunt first trauma to the head. So my understanding, he was stomped to death. And they just uh, arrested the three gentlemen that uh, didn't like the prank uh, over the weekend. Uh, a Mr. Deshaun Stafford, 20, a Tyler Stafford, 19, and their cousin, Donovan Jones, 21, are all charged with murder and felonious assault. Wow. $1 million bail or bond has been issued for them. Um, 
when we were kids, we pranked all the time. You pranked your friends, your neighbor, you went around your neighborhood, you pranked your friends with water balloons, water guns. Hell, we had BB guns that we shot at each other and shot each other in the ass. Yeah, it's it hurt for a second and it caught your attention and you then figured out what you're going to do to get them back. Never once did I say, I'm going to kick the crap out of these people for doing this. Now, you're going to say, get off my lawn. I'm this old geezer. I'm the, you know, I'm the 50-something-year-old. Um, what are the, what's the kids say? Okay, boomer, bullshit. What is, what is wrong with society? What has, how do we get from when we were kids goofing off in the neighborhood, pranking each other to today, people are losing their lives for pranking, doing stupid stuff. We all did stupid stuff when we were kids. I'm not saying this 17-year-old kid was a saint. They shouldn't have been going around town at 1045 at night shooting things out of their car, whether it's a pellet gun, whether it's an air rifle, whether it's a water gun, or whether it's a real pistol. You shouldn't be doing that Mm because today's society tells you you're being stupid. So how do we get... So I'm going to ask that question, and you guys... Please try to help me understand this. How do we get from where we were when we were kids to where we are now? First of all, I apologize to anyone who's offended by the language. Skinner gets a little uh, emotional here uh, with his stories. But there's a lot of uh, accountability to go around um, with everyone. And it starts, gosh, I don't want to sound like that old guy because, you know, I had my moments riding around in the summer doing, you know, stuff too. But uh, at 17, uh, you know, being home at the street lights, that's not really feasible. No, no, no. Uh, I wasn't home. That's right. I I, I know what you were trying to say, but I don't think I wasn't home in those street lights at 17 years of age. But certainly these guys had no business near downtown Africa with the guns and doing anything like that. They, They brought this on themselves without question. Um, I know what you're saying about taking the prank, but I got to ask the question. Did they know these people? No, it was just random. Well, first of all, when we did pranks, we did pranks on people we knew, not on strangers. Yeah, I get that. So you don't know who you're messing with when you mess with people nowadays. You don't know who's got a psychotic problem, who's got a violent problem. And man, I hate that this kid has lost his life over this. But and I really feel for the family and the parents. But he brought this all on himself. Um, they were out of line. They were in the wrong. They had no idea who they were messing with. Now, when I say there's a lot of accountability to go around, um, the the kids that beat them down. I've always said this my entire life growing up. When a man fights a man, you ought to fight a man when he's down. You let it go. You let you end it fights over with. When you see a man's down, you let it go. I think you're a punk coward when you start stomping a man in his head and all this other stuff. It is ridiculous. When we fought, when a person didn't want no more, fights over it with. So uh they should be charged with 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 with, with something because mm-hmm. it wasn't necessary to stomp nobody's head in. But far as, as I'm concerned, the kid brought him on his on itself. And I hate to say that and sound insensitive, but he was he was way in the wrong and it was just really, really stupid. And there's a lot of commentary on the story that the three kids that were that were <coughs> excuse me, that were with him 
they're accountable for this as well. Where were they in all this? Yeah, that, that that's not that's missing from the story. Fish, what do you got to say? I mean, I, I I'm kind of aligned with uh, Keith on this one. Is I mean, like, as kids, even yeah, it's like you say, you just don't know if you don't know a stranger, you don't know what he or she is is capable of. You know, so did they deserve losing their life? No, absolutely not. But you know, if you're uh, doing something to a stranger at eleven o'clock at night, and you just don't know what like, what may happen to you, you're, you're you're taking that risk, and obviously, it's unfortunately, uh, it uh, wound up in in tragedy. So, uh, like you said, if you know if you know people, you know your friends. That's it's a whole different. Yeah, you, know, you might get upset at your buddy for pulling a prank and all that stuff, but you're not going to do anything major about it, you know. So, right. I don't know, man. It's but just, you, it's just too bad. Something doesn't make sense here. I, I, what you got out of the car and walked up to these guys and started shooting, shooting. And at that's them? where the story is funny. Yeah, I, something's I've, not I've, right here. That I've make looked sense. at a couple different, different avenues, <clears throat> and yeah, they the the gentlemen that were playing basketball ran. And then they came back when they realized that it wasn't actually a real gun. So why did this kid, this 17-year-old Ethan, get out of the car That's at all? where I'm confused. Something is not being told here. Yeah. I'm getting the whole story. Yeah. Why were you still around that you were able to get caught? They said, said police said Lemming and his friends were involved in a fight that evening with a group of males who were reportedly playing basketball. Lemming's friends reportedly called 911 after the victim was knocked unconscious and beat up. That, that So the, the details are very sketchy as far as why did he get out of the car? I mean, yeah, and I'm glad you differentiated between the 17-year-old being out after the lights went out and how I mm -hmm. initiated the story with us being mm -hmm. younger. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 years old. We needed to be home at a certain time. Yeah, when I was 17 years old, we were out TPing houses at night. Right, you know, toilet paper. That's the worst right. we did, but we never, we never harmed property. We never harmed an individual. Never once, when I got pranked by anybody, did the thought process go through my head that I'm going to beat the crap out of somebody. That never, and I don't think and that did in never, most people. I've never life. been in a fight in my life, no matter what they did to me, and wanted to stomp somebody's head in. Yes, I, I, I've never ever wanted to do that to anybody, no matter what they've done to me. And, and that is an issue with, with our kids, uh, the anger. Um, they see this stuff on movies and TVs, and there's a serious problem with it, man. Is that where these, these video games, these very graphic video games, these very it's graphic all part movies? Of it. It's all part of it. It's is all it, part of it. And that's, that's where I, I would like to know where things evolved. And a lack of parenting. All right, man. Tragic story. And... Uh, well, the kids already paid with this life, and hopefully these guys will pay, too, because they took it way too far. Thanks, Skinner. All right. Uh, wow. Pivoting from that, let's do a little bit of sports and music. So, guys, a uh, couple of crazy music stories here today. One crazy sports story. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the artist Lizzo. Mm -hmm. um, she is an R&B artist. Um, she kind of has a following because she's uh well she's she's very she's overweight and she kind of pushes the whole overweight thing the whole be yourself whatever she has a thing on amazon prime it's all about 
she recruits nothing but big overweight girls to go, you know, dancing with her on the road and whatnot. So anyway, she has been uh, maligned in the media, I should say the internet, uh, these last few weeks over a lyric to a song, a song called Girls. And the problem is, uh, there's this term that I just learned today called ableism, which basically is making fun of someone with a disability or discriminating. And so um, the song Girls with three R's uh, had a word in it, and she was accused of being an ableist. I could not wait to see what this so what this word was, and I was shocked when I saw it. Especially growing up where we grew up and what school we went to, the word was spaz. This word was huge in the eighties. Um, I'm trying to think of the, the movies we watched where that word was so popular. Uh, some of the the teenage movies we saw used that word quite a bit. Mm -hmm. um, you'd call your little brother or your little sister a spaz. Um, the word Weird was short science. For, yeah, uh, it was, yeah, something else to it. It's really Weird popular science. movie. It, it, no, that's older, not it. The older it, it's another called... more popular one, right? Uh, oh, it, you know what? I know what it is, and one of it's in the movie that he's going to talk about later, so I won't mention it. But anyway, um, to us, it was short for spazoid, okay? And there was nothing derogatory behind it. But according to certain people, she was making fun, or they think the word is offensive to people with cerebral palsy and alike uh, uh, disabilities. Wow. And she called herself a spaz know. in the song, too, I think, Keith, right? She did, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't even know where to begin with this. Um. I'm not disappointed that these people brought this up because I'm used to this. I'm disappointed that she's changing it. <clears throat> but, you know, when that money's involved and people start protesting your records, you'll do whatever. I don't even know where to begin, guys. This is ridiculous right now. Um, there's going to be an ism for everything. Uh, you know, Keithism. You can't offend Keith. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, you know? I mean, we're we're so far past racism right now, you know, ageism, <laughs> altruism. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's it's mm -hmm. just ridiculous right yep. now. I think this is the silliest thing I've ever heard. I know for a fact this girl was not talking about uh, people who suffer from cerebral palsy. God bless them, and I think it's utterly ridiculous. Your thoughts, fish? Yeah, I mean, if you're purposely making fun of somebody with a disability, of course, then you should expect backlash, deservedly. Right. Again, unless, it, but you could even argue that stuff. It's like if you're, I don't know, you, you shouldn't do it. Okay, was she? It sounds to me she's definitely not purposely attempting to make fun of people with disabilities. It's a it's a term that she was kind of using, you know, about herself in the song, right? I I don't know. So it's it's here, here, it's here's a, it's just problem. unfortunate. It's just it's just unfortunate. The the this is where social media is 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 really uh, there's a lot of positive about social media. There's certainly a lot of negatives as well, mm -hmm. including shit like this, right? So it's to where right you know 
Somebody right. gets offended, and you have a, you have a huge platform out there and a huge megaphone, and you put pressure on people to try to think the way that you're thinking or whatever it is and demand apologies and stuff like that. You know what? She should have said, listen, I didn't mean anything by it. See you later. Move on. I hate to see people cave to some of this stuff as well to try to appease. You can't appease everybody. It just, you can't it's, it's, there. It's Here's the problem. Yep. This is the problem. The word has two definitions. Okay. There's an urban urban dictionary spaz, and then there's the, the Webster's dictionary spaz. Okay. So spaz means to lose physical or emotional control. Um we've never used that word to define someone like that. Mm-hmm. Never growing up. Um the slang version says one who is inept. So basically saying you're an idiot. That's what we call it a spaz. Yeah. You're such a spaz. That's right. That's where it came from. Now, if it was a derogatory word and someone's trying to get it removed out of people's mouths, you know what I'm saying? I could understand that, but that's not the word originally meant. And I just think it's just, it's just sad that we keep going down this slippery slope. Skinner. Yeah. This is just another one of the cancel culture at its finest, you know, (sighs) I'm trying to think what it was. It, it was an actor or somebody that we talked about on a previous show. Nicholas <clears throat> Cage, probably. Sp- uh, who knows? <laughs> but, oh. you know, we went from, from acting or Hollywood, to, they backed down from something they said, to now it's a song lyric where the artist is backing down from a, you know, a statement that's made in a song. <clears throat> I don't understand it. I hate cancel culture. I hate where things are going. Um, you know, if it's a word in a song, what's going to be next? Is that the entire song? You know, we had the problem with all the Christmas songs being taken down because it was offensive. Yeah, that was. This is just another branch off to that. Okay, all right. So that's that story. Um, the way to fight that stuff I'll, is just don't say, just don't say anything. Just like yeah, didn't mean anything by it. So and just move on. You know what? And, and, and keep on moving. The average yeah. the average Here's person will be do. like. Yeah, okay, I get it. She wasn't trying to be offensive. And, and, and there's four zillion other stories and bad stories or whatever it is that'll hit your social media the next day. And you just, you just, just move on. Well, okay, this day in music, guys, in 1992, we had a song that spent 17 weeks at number one. Um, to this day, I still think it's one of the worst number one songs I've ever heard in my life. Now, this is offensive, Keith, people- what you're about to say. It's very offensive, so Mm -hmm. be ready. (laughs) I know so many people that love this song, and I can't stand it, but Achy Breaky Heart went to number one for 17 weeks. Uh, I consider it one of the worst number one songs ever. Um, But, hey, anybody writes a hit song, you get a little bit of respect from me. Sure. So, guys, I looked up what the the worst number one songs in history are, Mm. and I was shocked at the list. So I thought it'd be kind of fun if we went down memory lane and looked at some of these and hear what you guys thought. So they got the 16 worst number ones in history. And I got to tell you, I am shocked at number 16 because say what you will about this band. This was a great and well-written song, I thought, by them. But number 16 was Every Rose Has a Storm by Poison. Skinner. Oh. <clears throat> what do you um, think, man? Not my favorite Poison song, but I don't know why it's on the top 16. Worst songs. Well, it sounds good, but most importantly, the lyrics are outstanding. Yeah. I mean, they really yeah. wrote a great song if you listen to the lyrics. I agree. To that one. 
Yeah, like I said, it's not my favorite, but I don't. Yeah, I don't agree with that. That shouldn't be on the list at all. Okay, fish. I agree. All time, one of the all time best <laughs> '80s ballads. Period. That's it. He has yeah, great, like you yeah, said, it's great. Okay. It's, it's great guitar, great vocals, great lyrics. It should not be on that okay. list. All right, where's well, the band I could not get into at all? Uh, number fifteen with arms wide open, Creed. Mm. Really? Now there's where we disagree with you. I thought Creed, if it wasn't for Scott Stapp losing his freaking mind, probably would be one of the best bands in the history of music. Oh my god! With the way they I started, the biggest overrated band ever. Oh, they were okay. huge. They were, you know, yeah, in the late nineties, early two thousands. They had a huge following. <laughs> what, what, what do you think, Fish? I tell you what, that song came out right around the time that I I learned I was going to be a father, and that. Peyton's mom was pregnant with her, and that song has so many emotions for me on the positive side to where I was just like afraid I was going to, you know, that, that's where he wrote that song. He was just writing it for his new ch- child. I think it's, I don't know, it, that song is very powerful and moving for me because, like I said, it's definitely a personal okay. a personal connection to me. I would hear that song and cry with be, being scared and everything. A new kid was going to come in the world, so, so I like okay. it personally. Okay, 14 is not important. I'm going to go down to 13. Uh, this is another one that shocks me even more than 16 because this is one of the greatest songs ever written, uh, just the way it sounds. And two, the message in this song is something that is so powerful, so many people can relate to. But Cats in the Cradle by Harry Chapin. Yeah. Really? Yeah, that don't belong. Yeah. Okay, I think we all agree on that one. That's, yeah, that's my, a great that's song. Insanity. My dad, I remember when that song would play, he loved Harry Chapman, that he would make him cry because it was such a, again, for him, it was a personal connection for him and about his relationship with his dad. And Yeah, uh, so, yeah a lot of people, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, uh, let's go down to number nine, Can't Help Falling in Love by UB40. Do you guys remember that one? I remember that version of that song. Sure, classic song. That song's a great I song. Know. I mean, it's like anybody it's, who sings yeah, that song. That's what it's I a, think, too. Unless you're doing like some weird... Unless you really mess it up, yeah, right? Yeah, that's just a nicely written... So the lyrics are just... That's one of the nicest songs. You, you don't have to be a UB40 fan. It's just a classic song. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Skinner, thoughts? You remember that one? I remember it. I remember their version of it. Maybe it was their version. I'd like to know what the criteria is for the for this list. Okay. I'm not sure. Well, that you guys I mean. gonna love number eight. Somebody's this is one opinion. of the big, biggest one of the biggest songs ever. Uh, I can't believe it's on this list. Um, I can't see it being annoying to some people though. You light up my life, Debbie Boone. Oh, <sighs> that was one of the most overplayed songs in the eighties I think I've ever. Oh, heard. it got played, didn't it? <laughs> My gosh. <laughs> but it is a you. nice song. It is a nicely written Light song. Yeah. It is a nicely written song. You yeah, the first hundred times you listen to it, maybe. Yeah, the first hundred times. <laughs> it's that second hundred you go crazy. Okay. All right. So number seven, they've lost their freaking mind. Um, this song did so much for, for, for people. Um, Ebony and Ivory, Paul McCartney and Stevie Wonder. Now, that is not the, it, the meaning. It's well intended, without question. It's it's just a kind of a corny song. I don't you know. You thought so? I thought it was brilliant because they uh, they akin 
the relationship between blacks and white to yeah. the keys on the piano. I, and I no, thought it's, that was great. It it is. It yeah, talked about harmony, harmony yep. between us, and the harmony that the keys make. I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, the sentiment you know, behind it was good. Standpoint. Yeah, the sentiment behind it was good, but it was a pretty corny song. And a Stevie Wonder, a Paul, two of the two of the most iconic artists that will ever live in music history sang it. Mm. So I don't know. It's just. I wouldn't put it on that list. Don't get me wrong. I would not say it's one of the okay. worst songs, number Fair one enough. songs of all time. It's just, you know, I don't know. But. Okay. Now, this song right here at number six. Man, when I was young and first thought I knew what love was, 13, 12, <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't tell me nothing when, yeah, I would love because a girl passed me a note study mm -hmm. hall. Yep. Uh, yeah, this song was my freaking song, man. Yes, still to this day, I love this song. Total Eclipse of the Heart, Bonnie Tyler. That's a good song. Uh, That's that a, a great song. She had that unique oh, voice. Oh, I used to sit in the dark with my boom box and cry like a baby between that and some Journey. <laughs> uh, that song was has Shut been up, in a Skinner. lot of Total Eclipse of the Heart has been on a lot of movies too. I'm kind of surprised that that's on that list. Yeah, yeah. Uh, number five. Now, this guy, he just could do no wrong. God rest his soul. I'd do anything for love. Meatloaf. Yeah, that. now this, that. That's a great song. Uh, that might deserve to be on the list. I don't know. No, Fish! Yeah, I don't know. Really? Not his best. That's just a good song, man. Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess, know. yeah. Well, you're a meatloaf fan. I can't even say that. Yeah, I'm. I'm surprised you have that opinion. Not okay. Number yeah, number four. Yeah, I yeah. definitely agree with number four. I just want to puke every time I hear this song. Macarena. Mm, yeah. I got if a story I, to tell about. If that I never one. see anybody do that dance again, I'll be happy. Yeah, that was huge <laughs> at the time. Was that nineties? Yeah. Oh, that 96. was. That was nineteen ninety six. Yeah. You know why? Yep. I was why? in Germany. And that song came out over across the pond before it made Were it to the U.S. Were you doing the Macarena, Skinner? So you I heard that damn song while I was in while I was in, on, on uh, TDY, or I was in temporary duty in Germany. So I had to listen to that song four or five times a day, every day, when I was in Germany. And then I came home two months later, and that's when it hit the United States. So I had to listen to it all over again. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I'm going to skip three and two. I mean, skip three. I'm going to go down to two and one. Um, I don't know who made this list because these number two is a good sounding song. And number one is one of the greatest pieces of music ever made. Number two is We Built This City by Starship. Horrible song. <laughs> Horrible. Yeah, Horrible. I have to agree with the fish on that one. I, I like this song. It's just something pleasing to the ear by. I don't no. know. No. I like singing it when it comes on. That nope. song is so choppy. It's like you're chopping blocks with the lyrics on that thing. <laughs> yeah, I agree with Fish on that one totally. You know what? Because you have that opinion, the next four weeks, there are no podcast earnings for you. For four <laughs> solid weeks. That Zero song dollars. might as well had a robot singing it. That thing was so bad. What if I told you Nicolas Cage sang on it? <laughs> I would still say the same damn thing. That song okay, angers I me when I hear it. It's horrible terrible <laughs> terrible god and, and you think okay. about starship that was like that was like the that was like the polar opposite of their stuff when they were hard rocking 
Where they were Jefferson starships. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. That was the polar well, opposite. Well, they had to grow oh, up. They grew God. up. That's what they evolved into. That's oh, but they should have stayed kids. Terrible. Terrible. <laughs> okay. All right. I can't wait to hear what you guys say about this one. Number one. We are the world. USA for Africa. Bullshit. 1985. Absolute bullshit. You know... Well, you're just a little cusser today, aren't you? I, I got to call BS on this one. What like on that earth is this song on number one? That song is one of the greatest songs, the most fun songs. The hey, biggest I, I collaboration of artists of all time. Yes. Grammy and it's ranked winners. the worst song in history by whoever wrote this. The Grammy Dawn. winners. And it had iconic voices. That you just knew who was singing it. You know what? You, know what Each... you knew it was Steve Perry. You knew it was Willie Nelson. You knew it was Michael. You knew it was it was Lionel. Come on, man. I never, I never need to hear that song again as long as I live. Never. It's well, fine. You know it's what? Fine. For like ten, for fifteen, twenty years, I felt that way because that song got wore out. It's fine. But I like hearing it now because I don't hear it often. But that song got wore out to death. It was. I mean, it, listen. It was well intended. Don't get. It was. The, they wrote it. I mean, it's certainly. I, I don't care about you wanting to hear the song. Does it belong on the list? Yes. Really, Fisher? Shame on you. <laughs> You're disappointing shame, me, shame man. Shame on. Hey, as far Bob, as like, turn, as far as like, listen. Can we I, X him out? Now wait. <laughs> I mean, song so, songs on the list here now, right? You want to listen to repeatedly? Do you want to listen to either one of those top two songs? Repeatedly, do you want to listen to it every? Would you be just? Would you okay, be completely fine? No, 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 no. You're to you're never hear those songs again. It got overplayed. No, it got overplayed. No, forget overplayed. Right now, do you, I mean, do, would you care if you ever heard that song again the rest of your life? Absolutely, I would. Okay, yes. all right. See, I, I would. I would not. I would. I, I'm fine. I had my fill. You want to want to hear stars? That's what I want to hear. Though the heavy metal worst. version one. That's what I want to hear. You know. But we are the worst. We can be strong. We are fire and stone. That's, that's, that's just fun. All the guitar solos and stuff. Yeah, but USA for Africa ain't fun. I no, it's not fun. You know what? I'm done with <laughs> it's you. It's not fun. <laughs> great. Listen, it's a great song. It's great vocals. Right, they they okay. they they did the right. Listen, there's a lot of people coming just together. Just let them starve. Just let them starve, fish. Don't know. I'm not saying that at all. <laughs> the, how the fact that they made it. For to help others is terrific. It's wonderful. Okay, it's all like right. the same as that Christmas song. You know, the, the, do they know it's Christmas and all that? Yeah, it gets fine. It's a nice song. It's got a lot of great vocals. It's a it's, it's a, a time it's, it's a time capsule for the eighties star performers. Mm -hmm. No question about any of that stuff. Don't need to hear it anymore. That's it. Does it is it is it a worst song of all time? No, it's not the worst song of all time. I just from an enjoyment factor. But you I don't need to hear it again. That USA, uh, we are the world, is the number one worst number one song. Of no, all I, I don't agree with that. No, no, no. Okay, all right, the, that, the worst that, is number enough. two. That uh, Jefferson Air a Starship. It, that is <laughs> no a just Starship. Starship at just the time. Starship, yeah. Starship yeah. then. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. All right. Fair that enough, is the worst. Guys. All right. That is the that worst. was a fun list. Okay, yeah. real quick, one sports story for today. Uh, NBA Finals still going on right now, Game 5. We still say, go Boston. Check out uh, my man Fish's shirt right there. Uh, one sports story today. Amy Snyder. We spoke on 
Amy Schneider before. Amy Schneider was the multi, multi, multi Jeopardy winner, the first transgender winner on Jeopardy. Mm -hmm. uh, was invited to throw out the first pitch uh, this weekend um, at a Los Angeles Dodgers game. Fox did not show her throwing out the first pitch. Instead, they went to Cal Bush throwing out a ceremonial pitch at another game. Uh, obviously, some people, you know, wanted answers from Fox to what's going on, was this on purpose or whatnot. And they gave some excuse to the extent of saying um, they were going to be covering NASCAR later and that's why they did it or whatnot. <laughs> so. <clears throat> now, I haven't read the whole whole story, guys, but I'm just wondering, is this shades of thing to come? You know, I don't want to get in debate about transgenderism, but we, we are getting it pushed down our throats. Every single new show that I watch is basically pushing the agenda. Um, do, Is this signs of things to come? Are we going to start seeing more kickback like this? Or do you believe this was just an oversight? Start with you, Fish. Uh, I don't know that it's a complete oversight, but it is a bad oversight. I mean, it just, I, I, I just, I don't understand the logic. Just if, if you're broadcasting a game, whomever is throwing out the first pitch, just show the pitch. If you have a transgender person doing, you have to understand Kyle Bush or no Kyle, whatever. If you don't, if you don't broadcast the, the, so it may be a, I don't want to say the. It, eh, I don't want to call her a controversial figure, but definitely a public figure that you may get backlash if you don't broadcast. Polarizing, the, if anything. There you go. That's that's a good word. That you're going to get some potential backlash here. Just err on the side of caution. Show the pitch. You can always go back and show on top of that. Show the Kyle Bush. On, but don't you after, think they were going to get, they were going to get some backlash by showing it? Maybe. Dang if you do, dang if you don't type of situation, maybe. I guess so, but err on the side of this is the game that we're broadcasting. Mm -hmm. Show show the pitch. I don't know. It's stupid. If, if you ask Amy to, to pitch the ball. Exactly. You're saying then show the game. Okay. But I it's, you. I don't know. It's a crap too that it just, it continues to, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it does contribute to hate, I think, and maybe intolerance a little bit to where you know, you may agree or disagree with with her throwing out the first pitch, whatever. But at the end of the day, it's a it's a well known figure in pop culture. She right. she won a lot of games on Jeopardy. People know her. And if you're a transgender person, I'm sure that's the type of person. It's like, hey, look what somebody did who's a trans. That's pretty sweet. That's pretty awesome. You know, that did all this and and won a lot of money on Jeopardy and showed some good smarts mm -hmm. there. And that's that's awesome. Let let folks well, have, the, a, have a moment, and it's just it's just dumb. It's it's a double if it's, it's a double oversight on somebody's I part. Like you, one of the things I like that you said was uh, that it lends to hate and intolerance. Um, me personally, uh, I'm tired of every show that I watch. It seems to be an agenda to push this forward. Uh, or even the homosexual agenda. Um, 
I understand it's the world we live in. I understand art has to reflect life and vice versa. I get that part. Um, I, but it seems like it's just being, um, it's purposely being overdone. But one thing I can't stand, I don't care what your opinions are on the, the uh, LBGTQ issue, the transgender issue. I don't care what it is. Um, if it stems from hate or intolerance, you need to check yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, don't give me uh, how you grew up. Don't give me religion. Don't give me any of that. If your feelings come from hate or intolerance, you are in the wrong. So if that's what Fox did, uh, uh, shame on them. But uh, I don't know, man. It's... um. Anytime right now something like that happens, uh, someone, it's hard for anything bad to happen to a person, a transgender person, and the, and the thoughts immediately not be that it was done on purpose. Right. So we're going to be very careful going down the road here. Uh, Skinner, thoughts? My thought is if Fox knew that they were going to be wanting to air the NASCAR driver doing the, the pitch, why are they not in that city? Um, airing the, that particular ball game. Listen, Fox announcer used Bush's ceremonial toss to remind viewers the network was televising Sunday's NASCAR race at Simona Raceway. So I, I think the easy solution was is either make, you said it was in Los Angeles that the game was uh, being played. I think you played. can say your BS statement now. <laughs> no, no, no. The, all they gotta say is the hey, we're gonna be airing the NASCAR. That's what I'm saying. Sunday, that's, that's a bunch of bull. <laughs> you need to you have need to this person throw out Bush. the first pitch, and instead of call, now you've just opened up a can of worms. That's gonna be hard to close. That's just a, that's the stupidest explanation I've ever heard in my life. You have something to remind people. They're called commercials. Commercials. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Yep. That's yeah, all right. Yep. All right. Okay, they got, they got a banner every freaking moment of every every game anyway. Exactly. Watch this. Watch this. So watch this. I think it was a slight on purpose. All right. Yeah. Okay. Hey, enough of that, guys. Pop culture, take it away, fish. All right. Okay. Well, we did have a uh, unfortunate passing in the world of pop culture. Uh, actor Philip Baker Hall. You may not know the name, but if you saw him, you probably would recognize him. If you're a Seinfeld fan, you definitely recognize him. Uh, Mr. Hall was uh, 90 years of age, as you know, natural causes. The very famous Seinfeld overdue library Bookman. book ep- episode. Yes, right. Detective Bookman, right? He was a de- mm-hmm. library detective who was on the case to retrieve an overdue library book that uh, I believe it was George had. And uh, so he was terrific on that show. But Jerry checked it out. Oh, Jerry checked it out. You're right. You're right. It was a whole fun episode. He was very serious. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> and uh, Keith and I were talking about it before the uh, before the show here, but uh, it was also had a notable role in Boogie Nights, and we won't right. repeat it on the show here, but one of the funniest <laughs> scenes in that movie, at least, if not one of the funny one of the funnier scenes, in mm-hmm. com- you know, he just he delivers a line when he's talking to Burt Reynolds about how you know, movie distribution is changing. It's or going Jack, to, Jack Trainer, I think was his name. That's Jack, right, for sure. That's right. Going to go into videotape, and he just has these, this terrific straight-faced line 
that I crack up every time I watch it. So just look up Philip Baker Hall Boogie Nights if you're you know it's an R rated line. I thought so I was the only out. one. Yeah, yeah, I love. I thought that I was line. the only one that that loved that line when he said it. It cracked me up. I never heard anything like that. <laughs> it was great, and it was basically a true time during that period. You That's know, right. uh, adult films were basically films. They made it with film, eight millimeter film. Mm-hmm. They were at theaters, and this was that transition from instead of using professionals and making films, they went to using amateurs and making videotape. That's right. And of course, Jack was like, dude, no way. That's never going to happen. And he's trying to get Jack, played by Burt Reynolds, to see the future. Right. And he's trying to let him know, look, I'm a very simple man. I like simple things. And, of course, the line was classic. We can't repeat it after that. Yep. So uh, he was a good character actor. You know, he always played a great character. Never that leading man, but a great character actor. Yeah, very good. Are you familiar with him? Uh, I know you're a Seinfeld ma- uh, fan, Skinner. You probably know him from oh, the yeah, Seinfeld I, episode. I have not- nothing important to add. Yeah, he was... Uh- he was a character actor for the ages, that's for sure. All right. And he was born in our home state, Toledo, Ohio. So Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Yep. All right, guys. We had a movie that just celebrated its 40th anniversary since its release already. Little movie by the name of E.T. So there's a lot of uh, moments. And Drew Barrymore recently was posting some very nice Photos of her as a little girl with Steven Spielberg. Uh, very sweet pictures, you know, the, her kissing E.T. in the movie and all this stuff. So uh, I saw the movie back in the theater back in the day, but just a huge, huge movie. I haven't seen it in a while, so this makes me want to go back and rewatch it for the nostalgia. And it is a good movie. So, again, 40 years ago, it's hard to believe. Um, Keith, are you an E.T. fan? When's the last time you saw it? Do you remember the first time seeing it? What are your thoughts on no. E.T.? Not no, a fan. I'm not. All right. No. Um, I didn't see it when it came out. I was a little older when I finally watched E.T. Um, I don't remember anything bad to say about it, but uh, I just put it like this. I am a total movie buff. When I like a movie, I watch that movie multiple i got certain movies i watch over and over again like it's the first time i can quote every line you know your your godfathers and your you know your armageddon's or your titanic or your casablanca's or your uh diary of a mad black woman you know these movies i'll watch over and over and over and over again i saw et one time Hmm. you know probably over 25 30 years ago i've never seen it again since okay skinner Hmm. I was a big fan when I was a kid. I was, I was a lot younger uh, than you guys when it came out. <clears throat> I remember drawing I, E.T. I, I removed the word lot out of that sentence, okay? <laughs> Back then, slick. three years was a lot. You're a little younger. Three years was a lot when we were kids. Yeah, okay. But no, I, I remember yeah, E.T. I used to draw uh, the E.T. on paper, and kids used to pay me a quarter. For an ET illustration, I, I actually mm. had it down pretty good, but yeah, it was a it's a very good family movie. I think if you sit and watch it with your grandkids someday, Keith, you might have a different appreciation for it. Truthfully, yeah, it is one of those movies. Like you say, I it's not a movie that's I, like you say in my in my Rolodex of movies that I want to rewatch over and over again, like a Caddyshack, no, like a Raiders, not. Star Wars, those types of movies. It doesn't fit that bill for me. I don't know why. I think I think a lot of it's just the 
it is a sad and stressful movie and many and sad you know it's 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 it, it i i mean i will say at the time it was interesting in the fact it's there's an alien on the earth and the bad guys are the scientists the u.s scientists who want to capture him and do studies on him and all this stuff and that in itself is still i would guess that's i would think it's pretty true yet today if you're going to make a similar film today that is just a friendly alien creature and the u.s government wants to capture it and study it yeah and all this i mean stuff, nobody's gonna know? be able to just come down and visit and say hey i just want to come here for the weekend that would right. never happen it would happen pretty much like that yeah I don't, I don't remember anything specific about the movie to even know why i'm not a huge fan of it so it's been, been that long I yeah. mean, we all remember E.T. Go Home. We all remember the bike ride. Sure. Um, but that's about it for me. So. Yep. Reese's you know, Pieces, all that. Day. Yep. Okay. Okay. Maybe well, it's a good backyard summertime movie this year to go back and check out again. I don't know. All right. Big debut. Another Marvel series debuted uh, last week. Ms. Marvel. Uh, starring a young, yeah, has definitely a whole different tone in the Marvel universe. Um, she's a, I think she's a Middle Eastern girl. Uh, yes. Discovers she has powers that she's a fan of Captain Marvel in the series yes. and realizes that she has powers and and uh, takes the name after her hero. So it's definitely a whole lighter tone, lighter feel. It's a young teenage girl. Um I have not seen the full episode yet, but to Keith, now you mentioned it here. What are your What are your initial thoughts on Ms. Marvel? It is is this uh, going to gain some traction, or what do you think? Uh, well, I'm going to say this to be fair. Um, I like to revisit this after about four episodes. Okay. Uh, my sister made a comment about how boring she thought it was she didn't care for it, and I had to explain to her, I, anytime you're going to get a uh, I mean, you got your mainstream characters. You got your your, your Thors, your Spider-Mans, your Iron Mans. When you start getting outside that major realm, you start talking about Moon Knights and Miss Marvel and all these yeah. different uh, and the newer characters. Um, it is important that you set up the storyline first, give a little bit of history. Mm -hmm. And that's what happened in this first episode. Um, you didn't really get any cool action to like the very last minute of the show. So I thought they did an excellent job of setting up the story of who Kamala Khan really is mm -hmm. um, she, and, and bringing in a Middle Eastern uh, superhero character. I think that was great uh, to do and to show that. And they did a great job of doing that. So I'm going to reserve my comments for a few episodes. Hopefully it gets more action. Mm -hmm. But as far as setting up the Chimera, not Miss Marvel, but, set, uh, but setting up Kamala Khan, they did a great job of that. Okay. Skinner, have you seen it yet? Do you have an intention to watch it or what do you think? No, I haven't seen it yet, but I, I I like what Keith said about how they introduce the characters and they set up the storylines. If you think back to the original um, Captain America. I was thinking first, of that, yeah. That first hour of that movie was absolutely yeah, boring uh -huh. as can be. But it had to be done. But it had to be done, and yeah. when you left the theater watching that movie, you're like, okay, I'm ready for the next one. Mm -hmm. Right, we only you, got about you a saw half Winter hour. Soldier. It was amazing. Yeah, the war was amazing. But you knew where he had come from. Everything made sense mm -hmm. when you watched uh, the Avengers Endgame. When he broke into that facility, when he went back in time, and he mm -hmm. saw the picture of Peggy Carter, that wouldn't have made sense if you didn't get that history right. from the first right. Captain America. So mm -hmm. right, yep. So, but yeah, to answer your question, I am going to see it. I just haven't seen it yet. 
Okay. And I do like the fact that these heroes are coming out. So if in the Marvel is definitely broadening their horizons and you know, you could be a young girl, you could be a young Middle Eastern girl, you could be a a black man or whatever it is. It's, it, you could be a superhero. Right. Yes, so yes, I, yes. I like all that that the Marvel universe is, is definitely uh, doing with all these series. Exactly. All sorts of stuff coming out. That's right. And exactly. by the way, I did see Doctor Strange too, finally, guys. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it was it, it was interesting. Did you uh, like the, the, the horror music. elements? Uh, what did you? think? No, it, I could have done without that part. Uh, to me, that could have all been just X out of the movie. All the demon stuff, you could have kept that. I tell you what, I did like about it though. When uh, traveling through the multiverse, I thought that was just fascinating how they uh, illustrated that. Uh, there's a cartoon verse. There was a, I mean, it was just amazing. Or animated verse. Um, I love the fact that they finally show how powerful uh, the Scarlet Witch really is. Yeah. Uh, they've been really kind of playing her, downplaying her in the recent movies. Um, she was voted maybe the most powerful mutant of all in the comic books years ago. And I'm glad right. they showed that in the movie. And I love the precursors. When uh, he had to appear before the Illuminati, that was just awesome. Yes. Um, you saw, uh, what's his name, from The Office. He is actually going to be playing Reed Richards and the yep. new Fantastic Four since they bought the rights to that. Um, you saw Professor X, who mm -hmm. they bought the rights to the X-Men. They're going to be showing that. And yep. you saw Captain Marvel there, who is now a black lady, but that is actually Carol Danvers, her best friend, who yep. was in Captain Marvel, the movie. Right. And then the, in the comic book, she does become Captain Marvel, except for her outfit is black and white. So hopefully they'll, they'll make that right. But I thought the most interesting thing was to see Anson Williams reprise his role as Black Bolt. Yes. Uh, Marvel did the Inhuman series last year, which mm -hmm. bombed. It was horrible. Uh, the, probably their only bomb that they've done. This was terrible. It was terribly done. And to see them do that is kind of positive that they might take another stab at that and do it right. But that was cool to see him back in that role again. Yeah. Black Bolt. Absolutely. I, I enjoyed it. And it's actually going to be on Disney Plus streaming on, the I think, the 24th. So if you have not seen yeah, that movie yet quick, for some reason... Quick. Or if you want to see it a second time, like me, coming on Disney Plus very soon. Okay. Uh, let's, let's see. Getting a little late. This week in pop culture history, guys. So uh, June 13th, 1978. So it's today. So we're shooting this on June 13th. Uh, Grease was the word. So the movie Grease came out. That was a obviously a huge, huge hit that summer. That soundtrack was burning up the top 40 charts for several, several weeks, several songs. Uh, Olivia Newton-John, John Travolta. Those songs today even, so if, you, if you're in our generation, uh, you probably know many songs from that movie, at least a couple at the very least. You probably sing them. You hmm. probably know a lot of them by heart today. And... Uh, I think it's every Gen X. If all these, all the music, all the musical performers in our generation, one of them, I think, is probably the most beloved, is Olivia Newton-John. Her songs, just everything about her, she's beautiful. She has a great voice. Uh, even now, I love a lot of those songs. I don't get tired of them. It's summertime music when I hear it. So, the movie itself. 
you can leave it for the most part. I don't really care about it. I think it's weird, and there's a lot of weird things in, you know, in the movie itself. But the soundtrack for me is absolutely killer. So, Keith, Grease is the word. What do you think of Grease? Too I much hype, Greece. or what do you think? Go ahead. I saw it when I was a kid. I immediately liked it. The more I grew up, the more I watched it, the more I loved it. Um, the movie is fun. Uh, some of the scenes, uh, obviously the dance scene was great. Mm-hmm. Um, Travolta just was, you know, somebody who was, I was a big fan of, you know, grew up watching Welcome Back Cotter and all that. Just having him in there was great. Um, the music, uh, that's probably the only movie where the mute, the soundtrack is bigger than the movie. Yeah. Was one of the few, I should say. Yep. Um, those, whoever wrote those songs just nailed it. They're fun to sing. They're catchy and they have stood the test of time. Um, maybe probably the duet between him and Olivia. Tell me, uh, that's probably one of the biggest songs on karaoke's. Sure. Uh, absolutely. Uh, 100 list. Yep. And um, I still love it to this day. I always say Bre- Grease is one of the most perfect musicals. It's just missing one thing. Uh, I, you know, I don't see any people of color in it except the one guy in Shanana. But other than that, it was just a really, really terrific movie. And I love every song in that movie. There you go. Skinner, Grease, thoughts? Oh, I have to love Grease. You know, <clears throat> the music was bigger than the movie. You're absolutely right. And that's one of the few that's out there. Uh, my mom was a Grease fan, so of course I was stuck as a young kid <laughs> with you know with mom watching that. But when Chelsea was old enough to understand my uh, my middle child, she fell in love with Grease, and she wore out VCR tape after VCR tape every single day. She put on Grease, so it kind of <laughs> got to me after a while, having to see it so much. But even just listening to it in the background, you did, the the music never gets old. Very good. All right. And June 17th, 1994, uh, O.J. Simpson leads police on a slow speed chase. Al Cowlings, the white Ford Bronco. If you were around and, you know, if you had, you know, if you were, you know, a teenager probably and up in 1994, you probably saw some of that chase. You know exactly what that is. Uh, can, can we stop using the word chase? Yeah, it wasn't <laughs> really a chase. Miles yeah. An hour. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It was the, the police. It was the world famous, most famous fall. Yeah, they could have stopped it at any time, but it, it was they were worried that he was going to commit suicide or something right. like that. So they kind of stayed behind and let him drive and just sort of followed him to make sure. Or Go he, through the drive through. It was more like a yeah. funeral procession more than it was. Yes, it was. Else. Yeah, it was a very strange uh, thing. And obviously from there, it went into the the crazy trial and everything else. But at the, this was probably the biggest uh, uh, crime drama that uh, certainly in our, at the time for us, and, and maybe still to this day in our, in our lifetime mm-hmm. that ever existed, that it was really the start of the, you know, the media hype over something yes. that was really turned out to be a very unfortunate and tragic story uh, with you know live courtroom drama and Johnny Cochran, all this stuff, it just became a media circus. And we we talked about last week even the comparison to the you know the Johnny Depp hearing, an Amber Heard mm-hmm. hearing, with the just the you know the scrutiny of you know 
TikTok videos and this and that. But this is this is kind of where all that started back then. I remember coming home. I was living with uh, our our buddy, one of my brothers, uh, Jim Cunningham, at the time, and walked up in the apartment and he had it on television. It's like, what the hell is going on? He said that this is OJ Simpson. I'm like, wow, OJ. It's like he was a sportscaster and a you know famous athlete. Obviously, what what is mm-hmm. going on? I we sat down and just didn't move, didn't move the rest of the afternoon. Yeah. Well, that was, was on and just watched it. It really was captivating. So, Keith, go. What are your other memories on this whole? Oh my craziness? gosh, I don't even know where to be, where to begin. Um, first of all, I just want to say we talked about the Johnny Depp Amber Heard thing. This was just a defamation of character, right. uh, procession. Could you imagine if the OJ thing was going on today with the social media we it, have now? It'd be overwhelming. Oh my god! As far as being huge, listen, you had romance, you had a world-famous athlete. You had murder. I mean, it just had all those elements that made it a huge story. Um, it was terrible. Um, there was, you know, division amongst the races. There was uh, this whole uh, element about, uh, you know, who was wrong, her for you know, having this young lover or blah, blah. It was just a terrible, terrible thing. And I made a joke about not calling it a chase. But to be honest with you, it let me know how severe the e- intensity of this was mm-hmm. because the truck was going so slow and had so many officers behind it. Wasn't doing 90 miles an hour, the guy trying to get away. But yep. it was such an s- intense situation that they were able to go a few miles an hour and the police not want to, you know, you know, push them into doing something uh, that, you know, they will regret. So uh, I was just blown away. I just remember um, the whole race thing being involved. I was really yeah. sad when he was found not guilty and all the black kids in my elementary school started cheering, uh, uh, all upset because. He got off, and then all the white kids or white people were upset because he uh, was acquitted. And I was thinking to myself, everybody's so wrapped up in race and this and that, they forget that two people are dead. That's right. Violently killed. Dead. Yeah, yes. Two people are dead right now, and we're playing the race cars with each other. It's really stupid. And uh, on a Skiller Johnson album that I wrote with my friend JT, uh, you know, and him being white, we were watching that one day, and we said to each other, "What?" And somebody said, oh, this kicked race relations back 15 years. And we looked at each other and goes, what the heck does this have to do with us? Nothing. It has nothing to do with how we treat each other. But if stupid people wanted to base their uh, – guilt or innocence on race rather than facts and, and and two people's murderer being caught that's really stupid or going free whichever way it was um i personally think he was guilty um it, obviously it's impossible to be convicted in my opinion in civil court and not be truly guilty even though you were acquitted in criminal court but it was just a really really sad time but it was spectacular man to watch it was must see tv yep skinner remember the the whole thing oh yeah i remember where i was when the uh the verdict came down that he was found not guilty i was uh working for stanley steamer and i was in some i was in a customer's living room and they said hey can you stop for a second so we can hear this um i think back then is where it started that they were guilty until proven innocent that's where this uh, i think where it all started because everybody thought he was guilty from day one 
he was acquitted for you know whatever whatever the reasons were. You know, I didn't really pay too much attention to the trials. Um, well, the it, the glove didn't fit, so they must have quit. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's you know, I it didn't affect my life back then. I was I thought a lot. My thinking and my thought process was a lot different at twenty. I'd have been twenty five years old, twenty four years old at the time, versus how I am today. Uh, so I didn't pay much attention, but. You know, you think about how people nowadays they are they are guilty until proven innocent, and I think that's where it really started. Um, yeah, I, that whole. Go ahead. No, please go ahead. No, fin- finish your thought, please. Okay, I, th- but as far as yeah, I, w- how do you get found not guilty in in trial court, but civil in court, civil yeah. court, you're you're. Uh, Guilty as hell. So I, I, I just, yeah, I never understood. I'll say this, that. though. One thing that was said, and I totally agree with it Al Collins was a true friend. Yes. Uh, I'll say that for him. Right. Because he was he, a real friend. Yeah. He could have went to jail or anything else with, with all that. So, yeah, he was definitely looking out for his buddy. That's for sure. Yeah. And, and the one thing I remember is like, it would just, it just did not compute at the time. It was just, it didn't make any sense because every, everything, Whenever you saw OJ on television as a sportscaster or he was in the Naked Gun movie and all that, it was like, it didn't make mm. any sense. He seemed like a right. such a nice, fun-loving guy, yeah. And it was definitely eye-opening to where the guy can portray himself one way in the public eye and you heard firsthand that there was some bad shit going on in that house. You know what I'm saying? It was like, was it definitely... It definitely brought domestic abuse. I mean, obviously, again, it's a the murder is a whole other thing. But it, it's mm-hmm. just that it, that stuff can happen in any household that you might think is just normal, nice people, and there's some bad stuff going on. It definitely created a lot more awareness and everything else around that it ugly did. topic. So mm-hmm. I don't. She know. was a lovely girl too. Yeah. Um, and and you know and we didn't even know then the links of the Kardashian family that were going to sprout. You're right. You know, 20, 30 years later. Um, Thanks, OJ. Yeah. Hey, listen, man. I'm telling you what. I don't care what nobody says. I think OJ is uh, the one Kardashian's father. They look just alike. You look at them. But anyway, um, <laughs> I'm serious. A lot of people saying that he's a father. Look how much she she looks like him. She don't look like Kim, the mm. older sister. Okay. There's, there's, they said there's documented proof that uh, the mother was having an affair with OJ back then. So, uh, I don't know. But anyway, uh, one of the things that uh, that I, I remember was um, thinking how uh, she uh, OJ was uh, <coughs> such a larger than life figure, and and so many people were let down. Um, by the abuse, which got overshadowed by the murder. But I remember this, guys. I've been divorced for 20 years now, my first wife. I've seen her once in the last five years. I don't care what's going on with her and I. If somebody was to murder her, Mm -hmm. I would still lose my... I would be an absolute mess. Sure. Me personally, and for my kids' sake, absolutely. I, I I could I couldn't even worry about saying I didn't do it. I would just be freaking out. But somebody killed the mother of my kids. They never had that and reaction. Fr- yeah, never had that reaction. Yeah. That just kind of blew me away. Like, mm-hmm. so that was my thoughts. Yep. 
All right. Well, definitely a crazy, a crazy time back in '94. All right, guys. Hate to end on a kind of a somber <laughs> on murder. Wait. Hey, hope you enjoyed the show. <laughs> All right. I'll tell you what. Starts out his his segment with the death and ends it with death. What? Well, hell? let's not do that. Let's just say really quick here. Back in on June sixteenth in eighteen eighty four, the very first roller coaster started in Brooklyn and Coney Island. Yeah, so, oh, cool. How about that? So it's just an a American tradition. Uh, roller coasters began back then. And in our neck of the woods here, Cedar Point up in Sandusky, Ohio, is one of the greatest roller coaster parks in the entire country. And we could drive to it in a couple of hours here. I know we all spent many fun times at Cedar Point. So we'll let's reflect, instead of the OJ trial and death and murder and all that, Fun times at Cedar Point, riding roller coasters, and that's some of the best roller coasters they got in the world are up at Cedar Point. It's some of my favorites uh, up there. Love it. The crowds are crazy, but still, it's a lot of fun to go up there, even to this day. So there you have it. What do you got there, Keith? Uh, quick announcement. Um, on June 25th, I will be playing drums in a Motown tribute concert. Uh, Motown, yesterday, today, and forever. It is a Motown City musical review. Tributes to Diana Ross, The Supreme, The Temptation, The Four Tops, uh, on and on and on. Um, it is going to be a great cast, a great trip, a bunch of musicians. It's going to be a Stardust Dinner Theater uh, a production at La Pizzeria. That's uh, 3656 Dressler Road. You can go on Facebook, just hit Motown Tribute Concert uh, June 25th. So if you're in the Akron, Canton area, uh, you want to check that out, we'd love to see you. Very good. Another great trip here, guys, is taking a trip on an electric bike or a great sponsor, RPM Bike Shop. Find them on Facebook, Great Electric Bikes. Yes. At an affordable price. You may also listen to me on our other podcast, Convincing Idiots, me with uh, two other friends, Dean and Nick, doing pop culture stuff. That's what I got. Skinner, do you have any announcements? Nope. Nope. We're going to see the great folks at RPM Bikes uh, this weekend. So I'm Yes, we are. Can right. Collect that uh, that check. Collect that <laughs> check. That's right. Of <laughs> I fully you've been banned for four. You've been fined for four weeks, so you're. That's right. you, oh my you don't get gosh! To see it. That's right. That's I, okay. so I hey, real quick, John, do you want to say bike. this? Go ahead. Our man Fisher does a wonderful job with our videos. We want to thank him for. Uh, they're just excellent they, the way they come out. But our podcast is done by the man, the boss, Michael Skinner Jr. Yes. Um, from far, far away lands, but he uh, works hard, puts this podcast together every week. And we want to thank him, and we want to thank the folks at WMBU.org, particularly Christophus Dominic, for letting us pollute their airwaves. So, appreciate it, guys. Yes, indeed. Yeah, speaking All of right. Mike Jr., I, he was in town for a quick minute. Got to see him last night for a few hours. So, <clears throat> on his way back home from his uh, bachelor party uh, down south, uh, southeast of Columbus. Okay, so he, uh, sure. him, and a bunch of friends from all over, all got together there in Columbus. From what I understand, he had a great weekend. So, Mike, thank you for all you do. Love you, son. Uh, so, for Brian Fisher, Keith Porter, I'm Michael Skinner. We're the guys from Gen X. We appreciate you. Talk to you next week. Stay strong. This is my mic keeps going out.
Say something entertaining in it. Maybe it'll keep working. <laughs> well, I'm I'm screwed. <laughs>